0: Welcome back, Bucket Busters. I'm your host, Tim Johnson, and this is the Busted Bucket Podcast. Locally grown here in Portland, Oregon, the City of Roses, City of Bridges, Stumptown, PDX. This is a show dedicated to Rip City and everyone who loves Portland basketball. Joining me on this episode is my co-host, the Bay Area Blazer, Ro Panta. Look good, feel good, prod good, let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it, boy. I gotta
1: say, I feel like that was my my best intro yet. Yeah, I, you I came just in felt really pumped up. Like I, I, came in hard. You came in with some fire, dude. Like you've been in the off season, just training, just over and yeah, over, I, dude. Getting healthy, getting your. I feel like I've been in the trenches. <laughs> in the trenches. That sounds dark, yeah, man. Dark. That sounds
0: dark. <laughs> yeah, came from the dark place, <laughs> like the Batman, like Robert Pattinson. It was just. It was just billowing up inside and i had to let it out you did dude i felt it pause i think i think maybe this is me
1: turning over a new leaf there we go i like it dude how you been good nice dude i guess <laughs> 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 look man
0: house projects are no fun oh dude i don't care you're feeling that house care How much you lie to yourself i i don't care how much you lie to yourself doing house projects is not fun it's
1: fun in the end when you know you actually fix everything when you don't
0: have to do anything
1: yeah yeah and you can just <laughs> sit back appreciate your work right
0: yeah i'm i'm at the point where i'm ready to appreciate someone else's work if you're catching my drift
1: <laughs> you just want to drop some money down <laughs> just have it have it done dude yeah like at this point i don't i'm not so sure i even care how much it costs Sometimes you gotta just do that, dude. Sometimes you gotta cause time is money, right? Time is money. Sometimes it's nice to just not have that effort, you know, and just be like, nice, dude. My effort was sometimes was working and paying you to do this for me. Sometimes so. it's better to have your time
0: back, isn't it?
1: True. It's true. Speaking
0: man. of getting our time back, we are back with another episode here. We're back Ro Zapanta. I believe this is our first episode during the playoffs. Agreed. It is, dude. And I'm excited to talk so let, about it. Let's do it. So let's hit it. Look, I, I'm going to start off strong here. Uh, I know we're coming in uh-huh. uh, during game twos, but some threes,
1: some was pre- well, some threes. That's yeah.
0: true. Some threes. Um, Previously. Yes. <laughs> previously <laughs> on the Busted <laughs> Bucket podcast. Ooh, OK, it's a series. We made a bet. We did make a bet. We made a bet. It doesn't look good for me. And I want I want to check in with you. I want to check in okay. because you got to check the pulse. I mean, honestly, I haven't even talked
1: to you since. It's true. You you want just me to recap. you want me to just go go at it like what I'm what I'm thinking, what I'm feeling? Kind of. Hold on. Okay.
0: Just for a recap, we were discussing the trade between the Nets and the 76ers and we were debating on who actually won that trade and I said that I think that it's actually going to benefit the Sixers, and I trust in the Sixers to make it further in the playoffs than the Nets.
1: You felt otherwise. I did feel otherwise, and it's not looking good. It's definitely not looking good. For you. It's not looking good (laughs) for me, definitely. And it's not looking good for the Brooklyn Nets. I mean, they're down 0-2 to Boston, and the way that Boston is winning, it's not like it's luck. It's it's definitely not luck. Like the way that they are just rattling Kevin Durant, forcing him into bad shots, playing tremendous defense, being physical with him, t- like tiring him out. I think that's sustainable. This is sustainable defense against Kevin Durant. Now, game three is a little tricky because this is when a lot of coaching adjustments happen. So I still think they have a chance even though they're down 0-2, but it's not looking good. Well, how do you feel? How do you feel about the Nets? I know you saw the game. Well, I think that
0: it's not looking good for you. Um I agree with I agree with your um uh summation of the of the Celtics. Um gosh, I can't talk right now. Like I came out with so much heat <laughs> all of a sudden I'm like stumbling over my words because I'm like so excited that you're not winning.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you're you're up right now. You're up. But I got to say, I think that your summation of the defense played against Kevin Durant is accurate. I think it's on point. What my concern, if there is a concern here, which there's not, my concern would be Kyrie Irving. Right. Now, he's playing well. He is. You can't say he's not. Agreed. Um, But I think in order for Boston to sweep this series, um, or even win it handedly, I think... They have to do a better job against Kyrie. Now, the problem is if you start if you start throwing better defense at Kyrie, does that mean that you're gonna end up you know, is that gonna take away from what you're doing to Kevin Durant? Because here's the here's another thing, man. Like Kevin Durant's only gonna play like this for so long and then he's
1: gonna figure it out. He's just that kind of player. Well, I think that so I think if you're the Celtics, I think you're okay with letting Kyrie cook. The only person I, you're I not think, okay I with your right. is Kevin Durant. That's, that's, they, I think they got right. it right. Now here's,
0: yeah. Now here's, here's the thing though. This is the point I was getting at is once KD figures this out and it's probably going to be in the next game. Once KD figures this out, then you're in trouble. Then you have to start holding Kyrie right to less than what he's been averaging. Because if you can't contain one of the two, it's going to be difficult. And you know, Boston is a good team. They are a good team but I think their defense, uh, is better than their offense. Um, so that's, that's why it frightens me because there's no way if, if you were to catch me in the street and ask me if, uh, I think the, you know, between the two teams, which has the best offensive firepower, there is no way I am ever saying it's going to be Boston.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with that. Also, What's crazy is that Boston's gonna get some help too. Like Robert Williams is gonna come back. That's like their defensive anchor, so their defense is only gonna get better. But also hit us
0: with what hit hit us with it because I, I know what you're gonna say next.
1: There's some help coming for the Brooklyn Nets too, <laughs> Ben Simmons. And if there's anything that this Nets team would would benefit from, it's literally another playmaker. As other players play off ball, like seeing Kyrie and Kevin Durant play off ball while Ben Simmons literally like almost stands in the middle and attacks the basket. So not only
0: that, not only that is throwing in another all star caliber defender. Yeah, I think that's what's really going to going to give Boston fits. Yeah, I, I, I don't care if Ben Simmons makes a three pointer in this series. I don't care if he scores oh, I a bucket. I care if he shoots a
1: three. That'd be amazing.
0: That'd be incredible. Oh, he, can, he can shoot, sure. He can shoot a three. The question is, is he going to make it? All I'm saying is, offensively, I don't think you want to count on Ben Simmons doing anything. I think what you really want yeah. him in there for is to hold someone like Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown, um, Brown yeah. to less than what they've been putting up. because. Yeah it's those that tandem is scary man
1: yeah i agree just shut someone down i think that's going to be ben simmons job is literally whoever you're on don't let them score ever and then right. the rest the <laughs> right. rest of the team could take care of the rest um right and exactly and so are, to, are you, picking boston, like, I, I are you think... picking boston are you picking boston are you picking the nets i i want to ask
0: this well of course i'm picking boston i told you the nets aren't making it out of the first round <laughs> <laughs> so so you think
1: you think for sure
0: boston has this I, look nothing is for certain but I will say well played. I think that this series I think this series I'm hedging my bets here I see I think that the Nets are gonna make this a series I don't think it's gonna go to seven games but it'll probably go to six okay. uh, especially with the help of Ben Simmons defensively coming in yeah um but I, I wanna I'm gonna now transition to my guys yeah the 76ers. Making sure that your boy Tim Johnson wins some money. Okay,
1: I, I have to say this. Could they be matched up with any better team than the Toronto Raptors? I'm just I'm, gonna say it. Whew, I'm gonna say dude. it. The Raptors are not are not a, a very good team. Like they, they're a playoff team, yes. They're not a bad team. But what I'm gonna what I'm saying is that they're not excellent defensively. They're definitely not excellent offensive. Offensively, they are literally a middle of the like m- a very middling team, in my opinion. You're crazy, man. Are you...
0: Fred VanVleet? Fred VanVleet is on another level this series. So you're
1: telling me you'd be scared of Fred Van Vliet? Hell
0: yeah, I'd be scared of that dude. That's are you kidding? Offensively, that guy uh, oh is a my bucket. Goodness. What do you mean? Oh my goodness! Come on, you can't take that away from him.
1: <laughs> okay, all right. You can't. Uh, that, I guess that is sort of, sort of short shorting him because he's had a great season. But also, I mean, Maxi's better. I would take Maxi over mm-hmm. Fred Van Liet if you had if you had not at this point. You had to make me choose. Really? You not wouldn't? at this point. I mean, long term probably.
0: Okay. Long term, I'd probably take him. But for this series. I would take Fred.
1: The the part that I did not predict is that Maxi wouldn't he wouldn't miss a step in the playoffs at all. Like I literally thought True. that he's he's still young. He's going to have these up and down games, but honestly, he's been, playing well. he's been very very consistent and if he could actually mm-hmm. be like you could call them a big 3 with Maxi. like if he's actually a big star, mm-hmm. I think Philly could go a really long way in this and plus they could. they're on a favorable side of the of the uh bracket too because after this I would much rather play either Miami or the Hawks it's going to be Miami probably than on the other side where it was the Bucks Chicago Boston and Nets like that side is like I would not
0: I would not want to play the Bucks or Chicago no, no way
1: it is an a crazy bracket on that side. So th- they they have something going for them and they'll probably make that conference finals, I think.
0: Can we just talk about the Eastern Conference playoffs right now because I feel like there yeah. is so much parity on the in the Eastern Conference right now between these playoff teams? Yes. These games are amazing. They're really good. I mean, incredible. Some of the best basketball, like playoff basketball I've seen in a long time. Now, on the flip hand a uh, flip side of that The West, I could care less,
1: man. It is so boring to watch. (laughs) The only thing that's not because that's not because the Blazers aren't in it. It is literally boring, dude. Literally boring. Yes,
0: dude. the The best takeaway from the Western Conference playoffs right now is that the Warriors are mopping up the Nuggets. It's true. Just straight disrespecting them,
1: and I love it. Yeah, I love it too. And I love that Jokic is getting frustrated. He's getting ejected from games, like it's it's a lot of fun to watch. MVP, um, MVP, <laughs> MVP. MB- oh wait, we're talking about Joel Embiid MVP. And you know what? I I think we disrespected the West a little bit too because there there is a fun series out there as well, and it yes. has it has our boy CJ. We on CJ watch. We are on CJ watch. We were cheering against him during the play-in. It hurts that they got into the playoffs because we don't get that draft pick as a Blazer now, fan. hold on, hold on, hold yes, on. Yes, go ahead. Back go up. Ahead. Go rewind. Ahead. Go ahead.
0: Go ahead. We were not cheering against CJ. We were cheering against the Pelicans. But I still want, wanted our man to get his 5 I'm
1: off. just saying, in, in essence, right? In essence, <laughs> we were not cheering for CJ to get into the playoffs because ultimately we are Blazer fans and we want what's best for best for the Blazers. But True. now that that's already handled and now that he's already in the tournament, okay? We could we could begin the cheer for CJ. That Absolutely. that's where I'm at.
0: Absolutely. At this point, I hope they go all the way. Yeah. I mean, I don't think they will, but no. I hope they do.
1: <laughs> I don't think they do either. <laughs> I don't think they do either. Do you think they could take down the Suns though? Devin Booker just just came up with a with a hamstring injury earlier today. What do you think, man?
0: With CJ on the team, it is entirely possible. Especially Agreed. with um uh Brandon Ingram paired up with CJ, that is a
1: match made in heaven. Literally, two of probably the most disrespected stars in our leagues in our league, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Brandon Ingram and CJ McCollum, because they are both really damn good, darn good players. And no one yeah. ever seems to say their name, but now they are, right? They're saying it, they're you, one one right they one eight. A 1-8 seed, and they're 1-1. Ah, oh, it's a good TV.
0: You love to see it. Now, they got to take the next game, though. They do. They have to. They do. They absolutely have to take the next game. If they don't take the next game, I think the Suns run away with it. They, they, just, I really they do. just
1: need to defend home court. That's all they need to do now, right? That's it. Yep.
0: yep. But, you know, since we're on CJ Watch, let's talk about that man because – Game one, I wasn't sure what was going to happen. That man came out with 25 points, 8 rebounds, and 6 assists. Yeah, boy. Loved it. (laughs) One. Now, forgive me, because I, off the top of my head, I don't know what CJ's rebounding average was for the Blazers, but where were 8 rebounds a game for the Blazers? Yeah, I agree. Because... He also had eight rebounds in game two, 23, eight, and nine.
1: I'm, I'm not sure, but I I could take a wild guess, though. This is my guess. CJ McCollum on the Pelicans is playing as a point guard, which means the person on him is probably equal to his size, right? Because his, his height is definitely point guard material. So if it has to battle for the boards... Against someone that is his size, I think he's going to come away with a few. And obviously, he's coming away with eight a game. I don't know yeah, what 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 love do you to think? See it. No, I I 100%
0: agree because you think about him playing at the at the two guard spot. He's going up against guys that are you know six, six five seven. six six, yeah, six seven right sure. like Paul George isn't he like six eight or something? Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, your point stands 100%. But We jumped ahead. Let's back up to this bet. The 76ers are up 3-0 over Toronto. Tonight was a crazy game. Okay, I have to say, we have bashed on uh, Doc Rivers hard before.
1: We almost bashed
0: on him again today. (laughs) The timeout he called at the end of overtime may have been the best timeout he has ever taken.
1: I 100% agree. Like, literally, <laughs> the best timeout has ever taken. But I will say this: his his play that he drew in before the end of regulation, where it was a Embiid step back three, might have been one of the worst drawn up plays I have well, ever seen in playoff it, history. It makes
0: it makes you wonder if that was actually the drawn up play or if they had to audible. Maybe you you absolutely
1: could be right because I don't,
0: I don't think there's a chance in hell doc calls up a play for Embiid to shoot a fadeaway jumper. Well, how
1: about, how about a, a turnaround fadeaway three? How yeah, about- that's what I'm saying. There's a turnaround fadeaway three. So it's, that's like-
0: the thing about the Sixers. This, this game yeah. is they took a lot of bad shots. They had down the stretch towards the end of the game. They had a lot of bad possessions. Just bad. It's like they fell asleep. Yeah. Agreed. That would be my one worry about the Sixers right now. Other than that, I think they're taking this series. I think it's a sweep. I think... I mean, they're up They're up 3-0.
1: Yeah, I think, I think it's a clean Gotta sweep. A sweep. It, it should be. I mean, they are so top... Yeah. They are so top-heavy and obviously more talented than the Raptors. I think Nick Nurse is a great coach, but you could only do so much with that roster that they have. They don't have anyone literally where the ball slows down and if you need a bucket who's gonna get it for you I mean I saw Pascal Siakam throw up some awful shots I saw precious Achua try to attack the basket like I'm happy with any of those things happening if on the other side of the court I have Joel Embiid Tyrese Maxey and James Harden so
0: right and you know I have to say through most of this game Nick Nurse was out coaching Doc Rivers Yeah. He really was. He was. Um, I mean, they were up up like 17 or something like that, right? They were up by a lot. They were up by quite a bit. I mean, the first quarter, they were up 29 to 19. Um, And then the Sixers, I don't know if it was ever up that high, but um, the Sixers just stormed back uh, in the second half. Um, It's funny, though, because it kind of seemed to me that you know, James Harden gets a bad rap for checking out during the playoffs, right? Yes. The first game I thought he was he was pretty good. This game, just watching him, I thought for sure this was the game where he checks out. Yeah. Unfortunately, he fouls out. Sort of checks out. But then you but he sort of checks Yeah, <laughs> he definitely checked out, right? <laughs> but the thing is, the man had 19 points and 10 assists. Yeah. He did. Like no, that's that's not traditional James Harden numbers. That's probably about I don't know seven to ten points less than what you want from from James. But 19 and 10 is still not bad. That means he was facilitating for the team, and that's that's a good thing. You know, Joel Embiid had 33 and 13, and that's kind of exactly what you want. Yeah, from Joel Embiid, and I still think Joel Embiid
1: should be a lock for the MVP. The NBA playoffs means next level basketball. Get in on the first round action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets instantly. You win no matter what. Download the DraftKings
0: Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game during the first round of playoffs and get $150 in free bets instantly. That's promo code TBPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. He should he should be MVP this season. He should be.
1: I And I mean, you know, I know people are, are crying about... Are wanting um, Giannis Atenta or Nikola Jokic? The thing is, is that they've had their MVPs. Like they, they got it. Okay, guys, they got it already. (laughs) Let's reward the man who had an amazing season this season. Literally, like, overcame put the all the drama on his back. It's true. He overcame all the drama with Ben Simmons, right? All of that, Mm -hmm. all the drama, Mm -hmm. and still. I mean, he
0: did start some of it.
1: It's true. but he's still coming out on top. That's that's a point, right? And he's still dominating, mm. literally dominating these games. I mean, turn around three-point game winner. That's nasty, dude. Dude, what? That's nasty. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He is a he is a bad man.
0: He is a beast in the paint. He is lethal anywhere on the court for the most part. How can you not award this man with an MVP trophy? Yeah. I agree. mean, I will say that Giannis has to be up there in the conversation as well. But to. I think yeah. I, but I think this first round is showing you that, that Jokic doesn't deserve it.
1: Yeah, you know, if they get if they get sweeped by the Warriors, it's not gonna be a good look if he wins and then gets swept <laughs> in the first round. Like that's that's pretty pretty gross. That's pretty gross. But I will say that the the fact that James Harden only had, you know, nineteen points, ten rebounds and seemed to almost like check out of the game. But the reason why it seems like he's not producing as much as he used to is because he's accepting his role as second fiddle, which is what you want him point. to do, right? You don't want him to be the first fiddle anymore because he's not that dude. He's definitely not that dude anymore. Right. Joel Embiid is that dude. So they, they're they doing a good job of just managing those superstars together.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, I think the... Going back to the trade, I think that it's it's still benefiting the Sixers this season. Yeah. Now that may change next season. It could. It may. Shoot, it may change in the next game between <laughs> the Nets and Boston.
1: You never know. <laughs> but the you fact of
0: the the fact of the matter is we have not seen Ben Simmons on the court for the Nets, so we can't even accurately evaluate the trade at this point. But yeah. so far it's benefiting the Sixers. Now, we mentioned Giannis; he's up one zero over the Bulls. Well, not just him, but obviously Chris Middleton is there. But the Bucks are up one zero over the Bulls. They're actually playing right now. It's halftime.
1: No, it's fourth quarter. Um, or excuse me, why did
0: why did I say it's halftime? It's uh, this Google man. It's not. It's not. Uh, <laughs> I got
1: you, Chicago. Not Chicago is yes, fourth ninety four.
0: Milwaukee eighty. Right, and there's about 10 minutes left. Granted, that lead is definitely uh, beatable if you're the it Bucks, is. And with Giannis Antetokounmpo, he can score 10 points blindfolded with one arm behind his back. But if they take it 1-1, do you think the Bucks might be in trouble? Because the Bulls are no joke. The
1: Bulls, the Bulls are no joke, and, and I think that the defense of the Bulls, it's real. You know they they have really really good defense and I don't know man it would make me a little nervous but I feel like the Bucks should come away with this I think I think the Bucks in six is probably an appropriate thing to say but I wouldn't be surprised to be honest if the Bulls take this all the way to Game Seven what what about you?
0: Yeah I'm I'm with that uh, I think you're right I think it's probably going to go about six games if the Bulls take this especially if the Bulls take this game um, I. I don't know if it goes seven, but I think the Bulls have a legitimate chance at. Ups- I mean, would it be an upset? What are their?
1: Yeah, it would definitely be I don't an know upset.
0: Rankings would definitely be an upset. So, I think, I think there's a definite possibility for the Bulls to upset the Bucks and totally run the Eastern Conference. yes yeah. the um, Bucks
1: are a three seed and Chicago is a six seed. That's right. Uh,
0: you know, I I think first of all just to put this out there i would love to see the nets come back and beat boston because i want to see a nets 76ers matchup
1: oh dude i would love to see that happen wait oh nets <laughs> nets 76ers you know what if that wouldn't happen until the conference finals man the conference finals yeah. right so the nets would but. the nets would have to get past boston and then potentially get past milwaukee in order to just play the 76ers. that's freaking wild, man. <laughs> that's a gauntlet. Uh, I
0: think that would be uh, the best case scenario for the both of us. Now, granted, it's not happening because the Nets are losing in the first round.
1: But hey, now,
0: <laughs> all that is to say, I just wanted to know how you felt about the bet now that we're a few games into the first round.
1: I feel okay. I feel okay. Do you? You know, I I never I never lose hope. You know, even even if it's a a slim chance that I'm going to win this just because the Bay Area Blazer, king of irrational confidence. I'm just saying, dude, I'm just (laughs) saying. I know that Philly is going to take care of Toronto. Okay, that's going to happen. Yeah. I don't know if Philly could take down the heat. So I feel like if the Nets advance, at least this might be a wash, dude. This might be us both getting eliminated in the same round.
0: You're crazy. I think the Sixers take the Heat. Really? I think like I easily? mean I don't think it I don't think it's another sweep, but I'm thinking like 4-1, Oh, four,
1: man, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, dog. Okay. That'll be interesting. I do. Let's let's that, that could be our next I wanna bet. I want to see it happen. I want to <laughs> see it happen. <laughs> that could be that could be our next bet
0: sponsored <laughs> by DraftKings.
1: <laughs> we're betting um what are we betting? We're betting we're betting Mario coins, not money. Yeah, totally yes. rupees. Rupees, yeah. What what, what was it? What was it from
0: Zelda? From, uh, Zelda? Rupees. Yeah. I was think rupees? rupees, yeah. Rupees, yeah. definitely. We're betting Rupees. I bet you 20,000 Rupees. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I got to ask you, do you think the Sixers have a legitimate, a legitimate chance to sweep? Sixers? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, definitely. I,
0: I agree with you. Do you think any other team... Has a chance to sweep. Do you think Boston has a chance to sweep the Nets? Uh, no. Do you
1: think- no. They're they're not going to do it. They're they're not going to sweep okay. the Nets. I I don't think I the Nets will at least win. Like if they're getting beat, they're at least going to win like one or two.
0: I uh, yeah. I I'm with that. I I think I agree with you there because there's just there's just too many stars on that team to not at least eke out one or two wins. Yeah.
1: I will say, dude. Ime Udoka.
0: Real deal, bro. Real deal. I, I wish he came to Portland. Agreed. Portland kid, man. I mean, come on. I know. Anyway. That would be a match made in heaven. Anyway, I don't know why I brought that up. Uh,
1: I kind of hurt inside now.
0: Well, you know, it's hard not to love a guy that... He's like a the, the blue-collar guy that just works his way up to where, you know, earns everything that, that he's given. And, and it's, it's hard not to love a guy like that. Do you think... Switching over to the Western Conference. Okay. Do you think the Warriors have a legitimate shot at sweeping the Nuggets? Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Really? And the reason why I'm saying this is because Steph Curry's coming off of the bench and they are handling the Nuggets. And yep. so Steph Curry's not even 100%. I don't know what the Nuggets can really do. Um they got to hope and pray that like Jamal Murray miraculously gets healed. Or Michael Porter Jr. Yeah. comes back, there's just not enough threats for the Nuggets to really give the Warriors problems. So Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you there too. Uh I do I think I can see the Nuggets sneaking in one. I could see it too. Uh, I can see it too. But I but I think uh as far as as uh the Warriors Nuggets versus the Sixers Toronto, it's gonna be obviously it's easier to see Sixers taking a sweep Boston and Nets it's easier to see the Warriors taking the sweep so it's interesting man I I didn't think going into the playoffs there was going to be a sweep yeah I I really didn't I thought I thought all these series were going to go five six seven games
1: agreed I mean it still might
0: I mean yeah it still might it's not over yet right still might now, Ro, let's, let's transition to the Blazers a little bit. Since we are a Rip City-centric pod. Yeah. The Blazers had a – well, the Blazers have a chance at a top five pick right now. I think they have a, what, 9% chance of getting the number one pick overall. So you're saying so, there's a chance. <laughs> so you're saying there's a chance. Um, What do the Blazers do with that pick? Because a top five pick – Is attractive to other teams Mm -hmm. but it could also be attractive to
1: your team it's true i i say trade it if you're trying to win with dame Lillard, you trade it that's trade it for you know uh, a star that could play next to dame i'm hoping for like a wing that's what i would hope for um as far as i i wouldn't want to draft dude i i know picking at number five is kind of appealing but Dame doesn't have that time, dude. He doesn't have that time to wait. So that's where I'm at. What about you? Yeah, I
0: agree with you. I don't think Dame does have that time. Uh, Again, the Blazers are at that. I know they've said that they're committed to Dame, but the Blazers are at that crossroads where it's an interesting predicament right now because going into the postseason, you thought, okay, there's a legitimate shot that the Blazers are going to have uh, two lottery picks, basically. Yeah. Um, then you lose that second pick because the Pelicans played well against the Spurs, and the Clippers suck.
1: Yeah, the, the, the Clippers <laughs> literally kind of shat the bed a little bit. They they gave it away. They gave it I away, mean, and you know what? There were there were rumors that Kawhi might come back. And then Paul George, dude,
0: he he was. I was just gonna say. Go ahead. No, I would. No, please. I was just gonna mention Paul George. Like you can't, you can't count on Paul George missing that game. But then, all of a sudden, COVID rears its ugly head. True. He's got to miss a game. Get to
1: play. Yeah, and it's really unfortunate for the L.A. Clippers. But you know, the Clippers are gonna do Clippers things. (laughs) That's what it comes down to
0: the The real unfortunate thing is that the Blazers end up losing that pick. Yeah. So,
1: yeah.
0: Uh, I think it, it turns into a 2025 pick now, and now as the Blazers organization, what do you do? You, tr- I think you try and and like what you said, parlay that first round pick, that top five pick, into something. But if you if you don't get the right piece back, you got to explore the option that. You know th- this team is kind of set up to go either way. You stick with Dame, or you build around Ant and Nasir Little.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I 100% agree. I now that we don't have that second pick, I almost think that we should at least explore in the off what Dame would, um, what Dame would attract, like what kind of deals he would attract, just so I would at least see or ponder. What a future without Dame would potentially look like. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, mean, I don't even like talking the, the, about the, it, man. My my mouth. My I mouth know. just feels like really gross. You know. You, you poop. You poop mouth. <laughs> <laughs> How could you, Rod <laughs> <You> poop!
0: <laughs> I mean, you're right though. It's it's awful to think about. It's awful to say, but. At some point, there is going to come a time where we will have to move on from Dame, whether it's through retirement or trade. Right. It's going to happen. And it's unfortunately we're on the latter half of his career at this point. Yeah. And so it's 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 all I'm saying is it's something you have to consider as far as like it just makes business sense. Yeah. If you're if you're thinking at it from the organizational perspective, like organizational organizational Am I saying this right? You are.
1: Organized? Yeah, you are.
0: <laughs> if you're thinking about it from the franchise perspective. There you go. There you go. <laughs> a little porky pig moment. Uh, y- you really have to explore that because if you don't, you could end up in a situation that. I mean, the Blazers are going to be good next year, but, you know, barring injuries again, but. Are they going to be good enough? And that's the thing. It's like, if you don't get the right piece, you're not going to be good enough and you're back to where you were yeah. before you traded CJ, before you traded Norm and Roko. And then it was kind of all for naught.
1: Yeah, I mean, would you feel comfortable if the Blazers said, we're putting all our chips in on Anthony Simons being the superstar of, you know, the next few years and we're moving on from Dame? Would you feel comfortable with Ant being that dude?
0: I mean no, of course I wouldn't be comfortable with that, but there is an excitement factor to that, right? right. Like right. say what you will about rebuilding, like there there are pieces on the roster already that make it exciting to see what it could become, and I'm not saying it's going to be in the next year one, two or three. This could be like a five-year process as far as building around those guys. Now Ant's going to get his money in that scenario. Yeah. Um, You probably won't have to pay Nas that much. And then you look down the roster and you got Nurk who's commanding maybe 10 to 12. Um, I don't think you pay him 15. Then what do you... I mean,
1: you shed Dame's salary. You've got money to spend. Yeah. And I think that's the appealing part, right? Where anthony simons is going to be significantly cheaper you know even if on a new deal we extend him he's not going to be like 44 mil or whatever dame dame lillard is and if you think about it like
0: and on top of that you get a top five pick and if you get lucky and you
1: hit right that's a franchise changer or you could even get another first round pick on top of like, if you trade Dame, right? I mean, that's a possibility mm-hmm. there, too. So, you could even hit... You could even have, like, two swings at this year's draft. And, mm-hmm. you know, we were on a text thread with Gary. Shout-out to Gary. Um, but he was saying Amen. how exciting it is that these new stars are are almost like taking over the league. I mean, if we look through who's in the playoffs right now, I mean, Luka's young. Donovan Mitchell's young. Um, ja Morant. Trey. Uh, Anthony Edwards. And some of these older superstars are, you know, they're kind of declining. And, you know, you have to think, is Dame going to be part of the decline as well? And should we start to move on? And I mean, I think you got to
0: pump the brakes right there. I don't think Dame is declining at all. I think he could in the next two, three years. Right. I think that's when it starts. And that's when you start to get nervous because... If you're sitting on a on a guy that yes, he may end up being the greatest trailblazer ever and hold all of these stats, you know, be a stat leader across the board, but if you're sitting on a guy paying him damn near 50 million dollars a year and he's not producing the way that he was 3 years ago, then you have a problem.
1: Right. Right. I mean
0: because then his trade value is in the tank.
1: To to be fair, his numbers weren't awesome this last year, but he was also injured. So, well, yeah, well, you, you can't even, this, you can't even bring that up, man. It's a That's wash.
0: sacrilegious. <laughs> that, that was not, that, this last year was not,
1: I mean, how hey, many man. games did he even play? Hey, man, when, when you get, you know this, when you get older, okay, you get injured.
0: What are you trying to say? You know,
1: you, you, you know, strain your back a little bit. Sure. You know, you might, you might have a, a lingering injury for longer than you would have like five years ago. These things happen. Sure. You know, and Dame Lillard. They absolutely do. It it might be a part of age, right?
0: Well, I mean, Dame has was even came out and said that he's been dealing with the issue for longer than this season. Right. But I, the fact that he's finally able to take care of his body is a good thing. I'm saying you don't reach that point next season. You probably don't reach it. In the next two seasons but three to five years from now dame is probably going to start breaking down a little bit and that just happens with aging superstars it happens
1: right i i think the right move here is just to see what you could get for that top five pick and whatever feelers out and whatever whatever that is if it's good enough to help dame be competitive at least you do it but if not you gotta look at other options.
0: Yes. I and I think I think you're 100 percent with that statement. And I think that's kind of what we're trying to get at here is that this offseason is gonna be maybe one of the most pivotal off-seasons in franchise history for the Blazers right? because it's going to decide the future of this team for the next five to ten years.
1: Agreed. Agreed, man. So
0: Let's let's cross our fingers and hope that the Blazers do the right thing. Let's hope that Dame is involved the whole way, like Cronin says he's going to be. Mm-hmm. And let's and let's make some moves that bring a championship here to Rip City. Amen. Ro, I want to thank you for joining me on this episode. I know it's a little shorter episode than what we normally do, but I appreciate you being on here. Big shout-out to you, the Bay Area Blazer. Shout-out to the Basketball Podcast Network, DraftKings, and especially you, our listeners, Twitter followers, and Bucket Busters. You make it so easy to keep stepping up to this mic. Keep reaching out to us on Twitter, at BustedBucket, with your comments and questions. We love building community with you all. Don't forget to rate, follow, and subscribe, and leave a review if you're digging what we're saying. Be good to each other, Rip City. We'll catch you next time on the Busted Bucket Podcast. Thanks for listening.